0: Welcome back to the Debate Without Debate podcast, the number one podcast streaming from Asher and Joey's basement. Word. Today we're gonna talk about innovation that excites. What does that What does that mean to you? I mean, there's a lot of innovation going on. The economy uh, The economy might be doing bad. See,
1: like for for me, here's what I initially what I thought with this whole pandemic is like stuff's gonna turn to a down point, right? Like we had the two trillion dollar stimulus bill, and I was like, you know. There has to be either some radical changes or we're all going to get screwed over. So, what I've noticed recently, at least from my perspective, okay, is that food delivery services, I think, have progressed the equivalent of 10 years in a span of one month.
0: Alright, explain that. Elaborate. Uh,
1: from what I've seen, at least the scale at which it's taken, most people are still going to stores, but... The number of people who are still who are ordering food online through Grubhub or through other services has risen tremendously. What that means is that they've been able to take on more load. So within the span of a month, they've probably tripled their consumer base, and they're still able to handle it. So just that alone shows that
0: there's some sort of progress being mm. made. That's an interesting point. What about you know one thing that I noticed recently? Is some movies are coming out directly on on demand. They're not even in theaters anymore because ain't nobody in theaters. Yeah. Like who's pulling up to? it? If you're pulling up <laughs> to a theater out... right now, you're actually on Bro, something. We,
1: there's gonna be some dudes. That <coughs> be like, oh no! Oh, I,
0: I mean, actually, on the low, it might be a strat to like go to the movie theater now because no one will be there. No, 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 no. I we don't recommend that. But okay, so there there are some movies that are coming out that are going strictly dark. Di- Strictly digital. Strictly digital. I can't even speak. Strictly digital. So, one example. Will Smith, Martin Lawrence, Bad Boys 3. I don't know if it's good or not, but I do know that it it just came out. Really? All the way. Digital. 20 bucks, though. Would you pay 20 bucks? Dude, you're watching it in your house. You're going to pay 20 bucks for it? Honestly, though...
1: Like most people, they don't go to the movie for the movie. They go for the experience. So What is that experience? So that experience is like, you know, going with friends or having like, it's mostly a social event. It's like a a thing to do. Yeah. So a lot of times the reason why there's such high premiums, at least before the virus, Is because people want that experience. They want to buy the candy. They want to do all that sort of stuff. But now I I find it interesting that people are still willing to spend the same amount of money without even going to the theaters. I think that after this, there's not going to be any theaters.
0: I mean, I think we've been talking about this for like ages because it doesn't make any sense why anyone still like you have to pay for rent. Right. If you own a theater. I mean, mm-hmm. Roslyn, which is the town that we live in, the theater that we had was about to shut down, and then someone bought it, and mm-hmm. now it's continuing. So that just goes to show, like, these small, especially smaller theaters, like, they're just going to be crushed during yeah. this. And, yes, that's terrible. Like, obviously, people are sustained because of that. People have jobs because of that. But the one upside is there's a lot more convenience now. Yes. Like, maybe movie production companies will just go straight to one of us, mm-hmm. and instead of using, like, Netflix or whatever it may be, they just use on demand. Mm. What else have you noticed? Innovation-wise,
1: you see, like, I feel like the whole fitness community is going to make a huge one hundred and eighty degree transformation. Oh yeah, there. But what dude, I, people are buying
0: up? No, 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 all no. the equipment. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> like, but notice,
1: but like the the equipment is not accessible right now. Yeah. So there's two ways in which they could do, in which they could go. This is the fork in the road. Either a, they say we're going to deal with the same stock loads that we have, and we're just going to have minimal stocks uh stocks in terms of like plates and dumbbells and stuff like that or they will increase their production while at the same time having less people working in their factory so they're gonna have to have some crazy sort of optimization Mm. like like some straight up taylorism sort of thing
0: yo so i was thinking about in amazon's case because amazon i think it's really interesting the fact that while there's being there's a crisis happening right now, they're hiring more people because there's so much pent-up demand for their stuff because no one can go out anymore. So it's like they they have to hire, I think it was close to 100,000 more people, part-time and full-time workers during this time to meet needs. And they do a similar thing during Christmas time, any time that they have like a ton of their products departing from their warehouses. Mm-hmm. But now I was listening to someone talk the other day and they were like, they're gonna strongly consider more automated functions, and they already have a lot of automation in Amazon's mm-hmm. factories. Like mm-hmm. they are the leading competitor. I mean, that's why Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world. But they're gonna consider automation that much more, and this just accelerate. This possibly can accelerate the whole process of automation. People, you know, there's like an Oxford study. I remember we we looked at this once. It said like by 2050, like 50% of the jobs will be automated away. Some like crazy statistics, like that. right?
1: That's crazy. Yeah.
0: Yang is on TV talking about UBI again. Like he, yes. he's a CNN correspondent. But do you think now. that how
1: works? Like given the innovation that we have, do you think that a UBI is like a long-term solution? I, th-
0: I, I don't think so either. I think it prolongs the issue and I think it accelerates automation even more. Yeah. And that's why I'm saying right now we're basically getting a basic income to every single person who doesn't make above $100,000, right? Like mm-hmm. they're, they're getting paychecks from the government. Yeah. The problem with that is like, well, I mean, it's a benefit on the one side, Uh, where people aren't going to work, they don't have to go to work, so they don't, like, they can stay home, which is what we need right now. But the downside of that is, like, people are hopping on this, and, like, what happens when they have to go back to work, you know? Like, what happens when hopefully all of this ends one day, and people are now on benefits, unemployment Mm -hmm. benefits, for example, and they get much more money from that in comparison to, like, Companies maintaining their jobs and getting loans from the government, mm. like that stuff's all incredibly interesting. Policy making side, I don't know. Anyway, another example that I noticed related to fitness: SoulCycle just rolled out a bike option. Well, also they're
1: doing online class. I mean, of course, they're they're, like, they're live streaming. The, thing, of the stuff. thing with these large scale companies, these quote unquote big box companies for fitness or for healthcare, or whatever, is that some of them. I'm not saying all of them have figured out a way to still maximize profits regardless of the situation which they're in so for instance car manufacturers or rogue fitness or certain companies they've easily transitioned to changing their product lineup so now they're making stuff for the government they're getting paid for it they're not doing it for free they're getting paid for that sort of service so making the face masks, making the face shields, all that sort of stuff—they've easily transferred um, the products which they've created to something that's sustainable for the time. I think that that's real business business savviness, if you want to define it like that. I
0: mean, some of that is enforced by the government because the I know. defense production. Well, it's Act. not.
1: It's not like—is it really? I don't. Know.
0: I, yeah, I mean, that's that's kind of how it works. For example, General Motors. Donald Trump's been talking a lot and yeah, tweeting a lot, but the the whole point of that is he has mandated a, mm-hmm. like a mandate that you must produce x amount of face mask ventilators whatever it may be and he's accelerated the process so regardless of the fact in normal situations right they would but be not like oh, i can't create certain this in the same timeline
1: then, then again certain companies are, are willingly going into this they're not like being forced there wasn't any sort of warrant that trump gave out to these companies like for instance rogue fitness from my my understanding i, have, I don't know
0: can you explain the rogue fitness stuff because i have basically, no clue they, what they're they doing they
1: usually make like bumpers and barbells and okay. stuff like that basic gym equipment which like you have it i don't know lifetime fitnesses or planet fitness or whatever all that sort of stuff is made it made generally by rogue okay but um with the whole coronavirus thing they just transferred they stopped selling product which is kind of angered me because I was trying to buy I was trying Joey's to buy bro something. body. It was yeah. like, hey man, I need
0: these equipment. Yeah.
1: I was like, yo man, you can't tell me I'm not I'm not gonna be I'm not gonna be listing anything for like, I don't know, three months. Yeah. But uh they basically transferred their inventory uh to primarily trying to help out like uh the whole the whole pandemic. So they're uh from my understanding they, they're they making like face shields and stuff like that which they can make in their factories i mean they have mm. like the machines to do stuff like that so i just find it interesting how i don't think that they're doing it out of the sheer will of their heart because i don't think that any companies like that but i think that they're I,
0: I, no i mean i have to say a lot of companies have stepped up yeah yeah
1: but you think that their sole there's i there's mean, no it's way good, that their soul. listen purpose, it's good
0: press for them too Think about it. They're talking about these companies. You're reading articles. I I don't that's know if true. you that's knew true. before that. Rogue that's Fitness true, but that's everything. what I'm saying. It's not the
1: sole objective of them. Their their objective is from a company standpoint to get yeah. their name out there because name recognition is bigger than any monetary gain which they can. But make. I think
0: the deeper question, the ethical question, is: Do we care? Like, ultimately, they're providing a good for this country as a whole. Yes, they get some marketing from it. Yes, they probably get more sales from it as a result. Do we honestly is is that a bad thing? I don't I don't necessarily know. I think that's kind of like how the game works. You try and get press whatever ways you can. That's how Mark doesn't matter. I
1: don't I don't think that. It, I agree. I think that they're doing a commendable action regardless of their of uh, regardless of their perspective, the regardless other question, if they're trying to make money. The other
0: question. This is a total side tangent. But how has your experience in e education been so far? E learning.
1: That's what I've noticed too. Like I, I don't I don't think that originally, uh, Zoom would have had the bandwidth to. to cater to a whole sect of american education i
0: can can only imagine their systems so their systems are probably they probably
1: had to i don't i don't know the computer like specifics but they probably had to get like hundreds of thousands of servers just in their warehouse just to accommodate for that but I, i think that yeah like this this whole process has developed what we think we can do with technology Mm. In, in short, from the way that we live our lives in terms of uh, getting food, getting water, interacting with friends, going to school, it seems like it's almost been seamless. Sure, there's been some road bumps, sure. but the transition and the ability, knowing that we have the capability to do that sort of stuff is pretty crazy. And I never expected, no one ever expected this sort of thing to happen, but just knowing that. Certain companies or certain organizations are able to transfer their skill base to accommodate to the American people,
0: is super impressive. I mean, what do you think the long term effects of of e learning is going to be? Do you think more more universities, more schools are going to use I mean, it as a viable I, I know option? That,
1: I know that previously most universities, I uh, well not most, but uh, usually, like, community colleges and even, like, Ivy League schools, even to that extent, they've had um, e-versions of classes. For instance, Stanford uploads every single one of their lectures on their their, their page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, I know there's, like, so, this
0: Harvard lecture that's, like, super popular. Yeah, it yeah, always the the pops up in my feed. Yes, island. like, and he's just, like, doing math. Algorithms, and, like, I'll watch yeah. it, and I'm, like, I have no clue what this dude is saying, but it's Harvard, so, like, maybe I'll learn something. <laughs> yeah. That's yeah,
1: but I, I think that I'm I'm I don't think that I'm gonna go to school, um, the same way after this to the same capacity. I don't think anyone will. I think that there's gonna be completely different protocols. That's just me though.
0: That's true. That's true. All right. Ultimate takeaway. What is what is all of this doing? What is the coronavirus doing, bro? Uh,
1: it's making you think about what the future is gonna be like. since I mean, this, that's true. You know, with any at least from, from my understanding, I've never had, um, something like this happen in my life before. So having that, that basic idea of like not knowing what's going to happen tomorrow, if what the numbers are going to be tomorrow, what the statistics are going to be tomorrow, who's going to get sick, who's not going to get sick, makes you think about bigger questions, existential questions, like what is our purpose? What are we doing? And I think that those existential questions at a baseline drive us towards progression. That's why I think Out of any depression, recession, whatever you want to call it, there will be super super high rates of innovation um, and economic growth. But I think that yeah. the key thing is innovation because the only thing that drives the economy, at least from my perspective, is uh, innovation. If people don't innovate, the economy stays stagnant. Well, folks
0: got to get creative now, and they have been doing it, and props to everyone who's been doing it. I'm sure many of you are working on new projects. That might be the next big thing. You never know. Mm-hmm. It's incredible to see even their posts all over, all over LinkedIn right now of like companies that started during 2008 and 2009 during the recession. I Mm. believe one of them is Airbnb and they have totally disrupted the market of, of, you know, hotels and that type of industry. Mm. And the same, I imagine will happen now. The question of, you know, ventilators, how will we produce that? I'm sure that will be totally disrupted in the way that we produce it. And what I ultimately think this is making people think about is their supplies, right? How do you get one thing to the next place when, potentially some countries shut down Hmm. and that's causing a ton of creativity and ultimately i think it's i think it's going to improve our economy overall there might be some pain short-term long-term growth that's just my expectation that's my hope at least but that's all from us from the dwd podcast for today a little bit of a different episode from joey and i let us know if you enjoyed it and hit us up on any of our socials which are always linked in the description of this episode. We will see you all when we see you. (laughs) Talk to you soon. Peace.